address was part of the YouTube stream worship service from St Paul's Lutheran Church, Box Hill, Victoria, Australia, on August 21st, 2022. For more information, visit www.stpaulsboxhill.org.au. Please be seated. I know that uh, the gathering here, is, there's a few people who arrived a bit late and uh, others who are yawning. I'm not too sure whether they were at the, the KISS concert last night or not. Um, Brett, I don't know about you, but I wasn't there. Uh, <laughs> and, but, but isn't it assuring to know that despite of the large gatherings at the concert last night and what an uh, AFL footy, there are more people gathered to worship God and sing hallelujah to him, uh, even around Melbourne, than than all those attendances. Our God is a great God, and we worship and and we respond to his goodness, praising him, and and many other ways throughout the liturgy. uh, The liturgy helps us to respond to God's word. Meeting with with God in the word. We've been following, this is part four of a six-part series, on why we do what we do in worship, and particularly in Lutheran worship, a book that you can, uh, which was sent out electronically, but you were able to get a copy of, and one that's for families. Great explanations by Marlene Peach, and if you'd like a copy of that, just contact us. There are some copies at the back of the church today. So this is a part four. Last week we looked at encountering uh, the risen Christ in his word, and today we are looking at our response, responding to God's word. And we sing hallelujah, that's part of our response. So grace and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord and Saviour Jesus Christ. Amen. Revelation 4 shows us and tells us that the company of heaven continually worships God and celebrates his victory over sin and celebrates the grace extended to all people through Jesus Christ our Lord. Day and night, without ceasing, they sing, Holy, 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 the Lord God, the Almighty, who it was and is and is to come. And they cast their crowns down before the one who was seated upon the throne, singing, You are worthy, our Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power. For you created all things, and by your will they existed and were created. As I said last week, we examined the first high point of our worship, that of encountering Jesus Christ in his word. And God is present and active in the spirit-filled word with us today as we sit at the feet of Jesus to receive the fullness of his teaching. And it comes to us in many voices. Thank you, Hannah, and thank you, Jenny, for for the readings too. And it comes to us, as Hannah has explained, through the hymnody of the church too. And today we look at our ongoing responses to having encountered Jesus and his word, particularly after the readings and the sermon. The liturgy continues to step us along a pathway of worship as we say the creed, present our offerings and pray the prayer of the church. After hearing the word of God read and proclaimed, we respond confessing our faith in the words of the Nicene Creed and to do that we stand 
We stand with such important words, confessing, just like the king stood amazed again at having heard God's magnificence and what he's done for us. We speak the Nicene Creed in this service whenever Holy Communion is celebrated and at major festivals. But the Apostles' Creed is used at other times. And the next, section, next part of our response to God's word and carrying in the word is the, our offerings. The offerings of God's people are next brought forward in recognition of what God requires. He requires a contrite heart. The sacrifice that is acceptable to God is a broken spirit. A broken and contrite heart. O God, you will not despise. That's from Psalm 51, written by a king who knew much about contrition. We also perhaps are challenged each time we come to the presence of God. What attitude are we bringing? What he desires, the, the sacrifice that's acceptable to him is a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. The world doesn't talk much about a contrite heart. You can't uh, Google that and find it on, a, on a, an image that uh, you can share. So that's the next best thing, yeah. Our heart aches perhaps knowing that we've done wrong, but that God loves us and desires us and desires to bless us with healing, with a new way of living, with a new future in his kingdom. The offerings are not given to influence God at this point of our service. We don't do them as a bargaining chip, whereby he might be pleased with our gifts and then respond in kind with help to, and to prosper us because we've done such, we've given so generously. No, the gifts of God's people are freely given in thankfulness to God for the blessings He's already given us. We give out of the joy of the loving relationship that we have with Him. The gifts and talents and possessions we give, God has already prospered us with them. And so we offer God what He has first given us. Their offerings are for the support of the church, which, and they in turn enable the church to provide the written and spoken word of God in Christian education and mission, for pastoral care, for food and clothing and shelter, and a helping hand to those in need. That is also part of our response to God's goodness to us, that we care for others as he cares for us. These are things that truly help change the lives of people. And we shine. We're to shine even in the midst of our gloom. The first reading was about calling people who were in, who'd been in exile and returned to a, a broken city to rebuild walls and to be, uh, not be just focused on rebuilding the walls, but to please God by caring for the widow, for the sick and the poor, and to keeping God's, God's holy day holy, acknowledging it, not just concentrating on the things that have to be done that we think need to be done. But to rest in God, to praise him, even in those times when things are not going so well for us, we can still praise him and be generous to those around us. And after giving uh, free will offerings, the church sings. We sing an offertory as the offerings are brought forward to the Lord's table to the altar, we sing the offertory to express gratitude for all God's blessings. We dedicate ourselves to God in that giving too. Not only the things that we bring with our hands, things that God first gave us, but we also offer ourselves. 
Using Psalm 116, we might ask, what can I offer to the Lord for all his goodness to me? And then we continue to pledge, I will lift up the cup of salvation and call on the name of the Lord. I will offer you a sacrifice of thanksgiving and call on the name of the Lord. I will keep my promises of the Lord in the presence of all his peoples. In the courts of the house of the Lord, in your midst, O Jerusalem. Sometimes uh, we, we, the offertory we use today is, uh, may the vineyards, vineyards be fruitful. May God continue to bless us that we might also bless others. We, there's another, another offertory we use, the words of uh, King David too. Create in me a clean heart. In these words, we also request God's continued blessing and his work of creating in us a clean heart putting a new and right spirit, a steadfast and faithful spirit within us, continuing his presence with us and not taking his Holy Spirit from us, restoring to us the joy of his salvation, along with a willing and generous spirit from Psalm 51. And the next thing that the liturgy leads us through in responding to God's word is the prayer of the church which continues our thanksgiving and other responses to meeting with God in the word. This prayer in the service follows the directive of the Apostle Paul to young Timothy, a pastor who wrote to, uh, Paul wrote to this young pastor Timothy, I urge you then, first of all, that requests, prayers, intercessions and thanksgiving be made for everyone for the kings and all those in authority that we may live in a peaceful that we may live peaceful and quiet lives in all godliness and holiness and so regardless of our political views we pray for the current government that the government would serve the people well we pray for their health and for their prosperity we include prayers for the whole church, for the nations, for governments, for leaders, those in need. And those with special concerns, including the comfort of those who grieve. And we also give thanks for those faithful departed, for their lives of witness and service. And then members also may be invited at that point to bring other petitions and thanksgivings. We spend quite a bit of time during the week finding out what's going on and what we are to pray for as a community. And of course, our thanksgiving doesn't only involve our lips. It's not just lip service that we give back to God. God fills us through his presence and instruction. With wisdom and inspiration of the Spirit, God fills us and equips us to live as his holy people, to do so daily, not just on Sundays. And so our thanksgiving and our response to God is expressed daily, not just in this time of coming together in the formal Sunday worship. Paul urges all Christians to do so in Romans chapter 12. Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Our true and proper worship is what happens during the week. If we only just put on clean clothes and our best behaviour on a Sunday, 
as a show to others, that's no worship of God. He looks for that contrite heart, for that broken spirit, that willingness to be taught by him and led by him that we might live lives pleasing to him, lives that not only bring him glory but also serve those around us with his mercy, with his peace that we greet one another with. We're called to serve the world with God's grace, to proclaim the greatness of our God and to make him known. That's mission. That's service of the world. That's God's love and action in every time and place. And daily there are opportunities all around us, some formal and others informal, to worship God by serving others. Some of these occur in our personal relationships, in our own families, in social gatherings, in work contexts, to get involved with closely people in their lives and their needs. Other opportunities come to us that require us to join together in planned events and service programs, things that are bigger than what we can manage on our own. Our newly formed mission coordinating team think we we will benefit as a congregation, as individuals, by learning more about some of the programs and organisations that we have opportunity to get involved with closely or to support from afar with our prayers and our gifts. At the moment, there's a, a community space at Forest Hill Chase that our, many of our members are involved with. We'll hear about that more in future. And with this in mind, we also will going to hear about an unashamedly Christian business run by fellow members of St. Paul's Dino and Art Stamatesco, Christian Home Care, and the, um, the services that they hold there fortnightly uh, called Christian Home Church, where they serve staff and clients deliberately with the message of the gospel. Next week, our series on why we do what we do in worship explores the second highlight of the divine service, that second mountaintop experience, if you like, of meeting, encountering Christ, the risen Christ, in the sacrament as he serves us with his own body and blood. Of course, we... We do this every, every week, but we're going to focus on and, and just say, what's going on here? Why do we use certain, uh, certain texts and uh, approaches to God at that point? Pastor Neville will be leading us in that next week. And in the meantime, as you offer a sacrifice of thanksgiving with your living and call on the name of the Lord, may he graciously equip you with a new and right spirit to sustain you with his presence every day of your life so that you are filled with the joy of his salvation, expressing thanks through generosity to others now and every day. Amen. And the peace of God who passes all human understanding will keep our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Amen.